Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. Hello, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we are building from the last episode on empathy and how to have empathy and what is it. So empathy skills building is the focus for last episode and this episode. Mm -hmm. And just as a recap, empathy is probably the most important thing we can do as we reconnect as a couple. And we had covered up through steps one and two, but we also covered some really important rules to remember, which make sure you go back. Please, if you're jumping into this episode without listening to the last episode, it'll It'll help a lot yes, to listen to that one first. Definitely going to want to do that and and lear- learn a little bit more about empathy, what's important there, uh, what it is, how you want to approach the process of having empathy with others. We want to give you a quick recap on those first two steps that we talked about last time. So that first step is that you have a, a conversation if you are sitting down to actually practice building uh, empathy with each other and having this conversation. So again, we talked about you can do this, this whole process with, with just about anybody, anytime. But if you're sitting down to have a conversation and practice these empathy skills building, what you're going to do is have a conversation and say, Hey, you know, can we practice communicating? Can I practice being the listener or can I practice being the speaker first so that it helps set the two of you, uh, if you're a couple doing this in a, in a really good space where you understand what you're doing, like, okay, we're doing this exercise. My job right now is to be the listener and to understand where this person is coming from. So you're both just on the same page with it. Yep. And the second step was the speaker then starts to speak. So they're sharing their story. They're sharing about an incident, an experience, something maybe current. It can be really about anything, but they just start to share. And ideally with some use of emotion words, feeling words, not like how we normally speak. We talked about this in the last episode. Mm -hmm. We might say, I feel... Like you never listen to me. Well, that's not an emotion. Definitely we get the idea of what you're saying, but we want to know more about emotions. That's what empathy is for me to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And to really just, Brene Brown talks a lot about this. She has a a YouTube video where you climb down the ladder and sit beside him in the dark. So that's the idea. (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. And so they use words and hopefully some emotion or feeling feeling words. And we talked also about an emotion will. If you don't have one already, get an emotion will. Very important to have an emotion will. You can use words that are unfamiliar or that you just don't use a lot. Sometimes, for example, if I'm angry, I might just say angry. When there's a lot of words to capture anger and they're all very descriptive, but give a little bit different meaning. 
Yeah. And that can be really helpful. Are you angry or are you embarrassed? That feels different. Humiliated. Disrespected or jealous or numb. All very nuanced, but it matters. I love, I love, love, love the emotion wheel. And we've talked in previous episodes about the emotion wheel. But if you are jumping in here, you can just Google emotion wheel. And the image, you know, look for an image. The a whole bunch of them will pop up and they're really, really helpful, especially as you're trying to understand someone else. And they're saying they're so, you know, they're so sad about something that happened and you're able to get down to, wow, they're really feeling fragile and empty and embarrassed and remorseful. And, and, you know, all of these, there's so many nuances to really understand what's going on for them better. And, you know, even having been a therapist and, you know, all of these things, I still love going back to this because, you know, you don't often think, we don't talk about feeling, feeling, feelings all the time, right, right in life. And so to be able to get those nuances is really critical to really, really understand someone and even to understand yourself. Right. Yep. Right. We, we oftentimes get in those situations. You're coming out with these strong emotions and what is that? What are you experiencing? And it can be easy to stay in this very narrow range of angry, sad, hurt sort of space and not really understand for yourself what is going on. And oftentimes I'll have couples that will talk about that as they're the one that is the speaker and I'll have them hold the emotion wheel and say, okay, you know, tell us a little bit, tell your partner a little bit about what's going on for you. And it's like their eyes get wide. Oh, (laughs) I'm feeling that I'm feeling this and this and, and you really understand yourself better, not just your partner. Really good practice to just use more words. Words are power. The more words we know, the more words we use, the more powerful we become, in this case, at expressing and experiencing emotions. Yes. So very important. And with that, just the last little (laughs) more is is better, more is better, but we're going to say try to limit this sharing, right? This is not an hour long process. And we mentioned that before, try to stay with one topic, one focus, keep it short. You really, you know, don't want to spend a huge amount of time because it's hard. It's, it's, it takes a lot of emotional energy to hold space for someone else, especially when you're just new and practicing this. And especially when it's about you, right? Which is oftentimes the, the little tiffs that we get into or the frustrations that we get into with, uh, a partner um, oftentimes is about uh, about the other person, and so you want to to limit that. And and the goal is that you're going to have lots and lots and lots of opportunities to do this. So mm-hmm. you'll have opportunities to talk about all those things that are important to you and how they all connect. And practice makes perfect. And so as you start, especially as you start, keep it simpler, just to kind of get the hang of it. So step one, who's who, speaker, listener, we have good intentions, we're going to do this, now's a good time, maybe not now, later, but we're going to do this. Um, Step two, the speaker starts to share. Now we're on to step three. Well, of course, with that step two, I don't think we 
rem we recapped just that the listening partner is going to be asking questions about what's going on, right? And is, is getting more information, saying... Right. So as the listening partner needs on? more information, mm -hmm. yes, they can ask yeah. questions. Absolutely. Definitely. Tell me more. What was that like? All of those kinds of things. It's not a quiz. You're not being graded, but you do <laughs> want to do step three well. And so any clarifying questions from step two will help. And yes. you might find you're going to go back to step two here and I'll explain why. Because step three, once the speaker is finished, whether you set the time limit or not, the listener then restates in their own words how they think the speaker feels. And you want to focus on emotion words. So something you could say is, if I heard you right, then you feel like blank. Or what I hear you saying is blank and you're feeling blank. It sounds like you're feeling this. I imagine you're feeling that. You want to be creative. This is where you want to take your time. And by the way, in any part of this process, you can take your time, slow down, process, if the speaker said, I feel sad when you yell at me, you don't want to say, okay, well, if I hear what you're saying, you feel sad when I yell at you. <laughs> Is that it? I mean, you're not wrong. But again, that's kind of more sympathy than empathy. What we need to do is really get into the empathy. So yeah. what I hear you saying is you're sad when I yell at you. You feel, and now you're going to keep going and putting what they said into your words. You feel forgotten, you feel invisible, you feel inadequate, you feel... This is where you're adding to yeah. what they said to see if you really did understand them. And and I like even maybe shifting a little more for you feel to maybe it seems like you feel or it sounds like you might feel uh, because one of the things that we have to help couples stay out of the spaces is telling someone else how they mm -hmm. feel, right? And so as you're doing this, you want to offer uh, rather than tell them like, okay, well, then you feel this and this. It's, it seems like, it seems like you might. Definitely, or, definitely yeah. be in the spirit of your curious and inquisitive and, and mm -hmm. offering it back to them to see if you've got it. Yeah. And you can ask directly. Sometimes what I'll hear is, you know, I understand that you feel, and it sounds more like a statement and yes. you don't really want it to sound yeah. like a statement because step four, feeling this. <laughs> step four is important and it's coming. Mm -hmm. But step three, again, the speaker is done. The listener gives it back to them, but they're adding to it mm -hmm. and be thorough. Add yeah. really as much as you can. I mean, having done this for a long time, I can say that the more thorough somebody is with this step, the more this process is going to go well. Yeah. It's this when it's like a hot potato the and they're like, oh, no, emotions. Um, I feel that you're sad. Do I got it? Yeah. It's like, slow down. This isn't, a, <laughs> this isn't a race. Really get into what that means. Take your time. Use examples. Because this is where they're feeling if you've got it or not. This is where the yes. empathy really starts in. This is where they realize whether or not you see them. And this is where that emotion wheel is so, so helpful. Because oftentimes when they're starting in that step two, they're, you know, they're hurting or they're angry. And they're, so they have, they're starting at those surface level emotions. Um, and so being able to get down and reflect back to them and say, wow, yeah, it really sounds, again, you're putting yourself in their shoes with 
all everything about them, if you were them in that situation, what might you feel? And really think through that and get down to some of those nuanced things that then they can say, which is my favorite part, is when they go, yeah, I was feeling humiliated or whatever that, that you've hit on something that they didn't even realize. <laughs> you, you sound like a hero. You really do. Yes. They love it. And often mm-hmm. this is a situation where there hasn't been very much of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So they're starving for it. Yes. Yeah. And think about that yourself when someone really gets it. Like it's really like, gets oh, it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You really understood and I didn't even realize that I was feeling that thing. And you realized that I was feeling that, you know, that's really, really helpful. So this is where that empathy is, is really coming out that you're able to share. So in that then step four, we're going to, as the listener, ask the speaker if you got it right. So you can say, do I understand how you're feeling? Is there anything that I'm missing? Or is there more that you want to share with me about that? Or those kinds of things. Did I fully hear you? Did I fully understand what you were trying to share with me? So you were not done with this process. And this is what David was talking about, where you're going to go maybe back up to two and three Uh, and really go back to, okay, well, tell me a little bit more about that. Help me understand more about what you were experiencing or feeling. And then you're going to continue to then step back into that step three and restate and find more words and really try to make sure that you understand every part of it. When they feel completely understood is when you've finished this step. So Uh, Another helpful question is to say, okay, how much do you, like, what percentage do you feel understood? Do you feel like I understand you 25% or 80%? The the last little bit, the last little part of that is what is really, really critical. And if they don't have that 100%, then then go back. What what am I missing? What more do you have to share with me about this? I've learned definitely that the last little bit is the most important part. It's almost like what they have given you so far is maybe what they would normally give you or maybe a little bit more because you're doing this process, mm-hmm. but it's not quite everything. Yeah. And when it's not 100%, well, you know, you did a good job, like 95. Well, we want 100. So you go back, oh, yeah. well, tell me more about that. And no pressure. Like, again, you're not being graded. This isn't This isn't a quiz or a test. And so you can say, okay, well, so tell me a little bit more about that. What am I missing? And you just kind of go back to them speaking and you listening. I've found every time, really, that when you do that, because they didn't quite feel completely understood, what comes out next is the most important. Mm, And that part, when they do feel understood, is where they go, okay. Uh, It it really does. And so no free passes here. Even if they've done a great job and you're feeling more understood on something than you have in a long time, Still, unless it's like they really get it. And what I'll often hear is like, well, yeah, I mean, kind of, you said embarrassed, but it's more like, it's more like shame. You can say, okay, so tell me about that. Or you mean, is it like this and this and this? And that always is like the icing on the cake. 
Yeah. And it makes, again, step five, which comes after this, even better. Yeah, you want that full relief space, that just... Oh, yes. And you'll know it. You'll know it when you get it. heard and seen. You'll get to where you can tell that it's not just by asking. So do Mm -hmm. you feel completely understood? And they kind of squint their eyes and they wait a sec like they're thinking about it. Yeah. I'm almost to the point now where it's like, okay, just keep going. Yeah. I'm missing it. It's all right. Yeah. Nobody's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Keep going. I love that. Just, okay, keep going. I, I want that little bit more. You know, I find when... You know, talk to parents as they're talking, they're teaching them how to talk to their children about, you know, hard topics that it's almost like this, this little onion layer, like they kind of peel back this layer and they want to see how you do with that. Are you going to, are you going to honor them? Are you going to hold space for them? Um, How are you going to treat these, these deep feelings and these this is a deep part of them. They're being vul- They're being vul- really vulnerable with you. And that can be really hard, especially if there's any type of history of, of not seeing each other or hearing each other. Stepping into a vulnerable place is really, really challenging. Really good point, yes. And so oftentimes they are. They're just going to peel back a layer and they're going to offer it to you and they're going to see what you do with it. They're going to be, and especially kids will just watch you like a hawk. They're, they're just, they really want to know, are you going to actually honor my emotions and feelings? Are you going to discount things? Are you going to throw me under the bus? Are you going to blame me and turn it back around? Or are you going to actually just hear me? And so a lot of this is tentative at the beginning. And so if you aren't getting it completely, it's because there's something, something bigger, you know, and as you do this process and you are able to validate them and really hold space for them, then they'll pull back another layer if you keep asking, right? If you say, oh, is there more? Do I understand this? They'll pull back another layer and offer that and say, well, this one's a, this one's a little deeper. Like, this is a bigger deal. Now are you going to reject me? Now are mm-hmm. you going to, you know, what are, what are you going to do with this? And so if you do continue to ask, continue to make sure, and you get that 100% that is where they're going to be the most vulnerable with you. You've walked with me through this whole time and I've been kind of watching you, making sure, you know. So I love I love the concept of making sure you get down to that last little bit, that full 100%. And and this may be a place where you as the listener may be tempted to go into a little bit of shame if you don't get it and you keep not getting it Mm. so you're trying really hard so is it like this and they're saying well not exactly do the best you can to not make this about how you're failing at it you don't know how to do it you're never going to know how to do it you're never going to be good at it don't go into that um if you need to and this happens say you know what we've been at this now for 15 20 minutes let's take a break we'll come back to this i want to hear more because i'm missing something but i'm kind of getting a little frustrated if I'm being honest, I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed. Um, I think I hear you. I trust you that you're telling me that I don't. I don't know why I'm not getting it. I just need to take a break. Yes. And that's okay. Whatever you do, don't go into shame around you should be getting it. You should be understanding it. Yes. There's lots of practice here. We're going to get better and better and better at this. And when you're doing this for the first time, this is kind of 
It's kind it's of a tricky. weird thing, especially when You're we do it on in that here. Bike, like we talked about last episode. It's weird. It really is. And that's okay. Yeah. Totally normal for that to be okay. Remember, you can do whatever. You can take your time. You guys are going to have lots of opportunities to practice this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Take that time. Really understand. And if, even if you need to write down, you know, I have clients that are like, oh my gosh, say that again. How do I, how do I explain? How do I say that in, in that gentle way? So if you need to go back and write down exactly how David said that, like, because it is, you, you want to be able to convey to them. And when you start getting that space of maybe feeling a little frustrated, it can be easy to say, Ugh, I'm just not getting this and, and come off maybe a little harsher when here they are, just like we we're talking about peeling back some of those layers and offering them to you and kind of seeing like, are you... Are you going to honor that? Are you going to hold space for me? And so making sure that you haven't made it, that you don't make it about you and you can say, I, I'm so interested and I really want to hear you. I really want to fully understand. And I don't know what's going on for me right now that I'm really struggling to. So I kind of want to take a break and just breathe and maybe, you know, do some, some processing of my own and then be able to come back and and try again, because this is really, really important to me. I want to be able to hear you and to see you completely. Right. Which that leads into step five, which is my favorite step. Now, if you've gotten this far, Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. You, this is no small feat to have even gotten to this far. So if they feel understood hundred percent, really good job. This next step, step five is, um, just awesome. I, I like to think of it as where healing really happens. It's kind of a little narrow window. This is all a good process, but this next step, I just love it. So Step five, once the speaker feels understood, and only when the speaker feels understood, the listener then shares how they feel about the speaker's emotions. So how you feel about how they feel. For example, I'm so sad that you feel rejected or abandoned or alone or unimportant to me or like you're not a priority to me and, and you haven't felt like you've been a priority to me for a very long time. And that breaks my heart. This is where you're giving back how you feel about how they feel. And you've already done a good job up to this point. You've, you've paid the price. And so they are listening. You have their attention. Mm-hmm. And for you to share how you feel about how they feel is healing. Yeah. It's just awesome. And I say the more you share, the better. Again, don't try to rush through it or make it super, super simple. I'm just sad that you're hurting. Anyway, it's like, well, I, <laughs> I kind of really like that. I mean, do you want to say more about that? Yes. Um, so I also ask the listener to share what they want for the speaker mm-hmm. and why. And this can be really, really good as well. I want you to feel important. I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel taken care of. I want you to have a place you can go and get what you need because you're important to me because I love you. Mm -hmm. That's just awesome. This is why step five is my favorite step. And you've earned it because you've done the hard work of really listening. And so it's almost like they're, they're in this place of, okay, I, he understands me or she understands me. That's great. Now what? 
what are they going to do with that? And so yes. with step five, you say, well, here's what I'm going to do with that. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care about you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. step five, my favorite. Yes. Yeah. That would be so hard. And I would never want you to feel that way. You know, those kinds of things. I feel like sometimes it can be a little tricky for people to find words to express. It is for sure. And this so, takes practice. I, mm-hmm. We make it sound easy because we're therapists and we've done this <laughs> we a do lot. This I hear this day. all the time. And the wife says, yes, exactly. Why can't you say that? <laughs> and I say, it's only because I do this like for a job, but he'll get better mm-hmm. at it. And he does. And yeah. they say yeah. things in here that like have yes, me in it tears. Your mind I'm like, pretend like, like oh. I'm not here. You just do your thing. Yes. It's beautiful. There's some just really beautiful things that come. And so that's why I just wanted to bring that up a little bit and give you, you know, some more examples just of what that might sound like, you know, to what, what options you have, right? Because if you kind of see a wide range of, of potential answers or potential ways <laughs> to kind of direct you as you're going through this step, then it, okay, okay, I get it. Okay. I can, I can do this. I can, I can understand how it is that I step into that space. And you won't be very good at the words probably, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think if you're sincere and genuine, they'll know it. I mean, this is mm-hmm. felt more than it's just heard. There's meta communication. There's communication beyond our words. There's yeah. our body language. There really is our energy and it's felt. Yeah. And as Brene Brown has said, sometimes we say, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm just so glad you told me. And yeah. that can convey a lot of feeling as well. Yeah. And often, honestly, sometimes we get to this step and they just, they just weep and they hold their hand. And I think that communicates a lot too. And I'm okay with that. So. Yes. Sometimes there aren't a lot of, of words. But as you're thinking through, and I, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to discount that at all. <laughs> as you're thinking through, remember that emotion will remember the words that they brought you, right? Remember the words that you said that they said, oh, those emotions, those feelings. Oh yes, that's exactly how I was feeling. Or, And they don't, they didn't even remember that they felt that way. Use all of those words as you come into this step. Like, oh, it would feel so overwhelming to feel this and this and this. And that is, it's, that hurts my heart. It's, it's hard to hear that you've had to experience that. And I would never want for that for you. You All of those different kinds of things. If they were maybe embarrassed or humiliated or Mm -hmm. abandoned, you know, what you want for them and why can be, I want you to feel confident. I want Mm -hmm. you to feel like I've got your back. I want you to know that it's you and me against the world and nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get creative in whatever you say, but if it's sincere and genuine, um, they will love it because they need it. Their bodies need it. There's been mm-hmm. so much hurt. And, you know, Dr. Skinner talks about relationship fractures, things that happen that break the bonds. And mm-hmm. that's what heals them. That's what brings it back together. And you see why you need to do this a lot because one good empathy conversation is a good start, but yes. there's always this hesitation of, well, yeah, but I mean, they're following the script. Yes. I don't know. They're saying stuff that's on here. And even if it went really, really well, we want to repeat and repeat. Yes. Yep. It's that, uh, kind of going back to that, those layers, right? You want to keep pulling layers off with different circumstances, different situations, 
They may have picked a, a little small thing to kind of bring to you the first time to see how you do with it. But you want to be able to get to this space where you can both freely share from that deep, deeply vulnerable space. That's what's going to build the relationship. That's what connects people is to really, really be seen on a deep level. And if I'm being completely honest, which I should be, right? We all should be. <laughs> I've seen this process that I didn't hear about in graduate school or really learn from a book where if someone's been deeply hurt, their body prevents them from letting that person back in until they feel safe. Yeah. And, and that makes logical sense, but right. how we define it exactly is a little complicated. What I've learned is that when their body, it's almost like there's you and then there's your body. And mm -hmm. you logically might say, okay, that's good. But your body may not be there. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that if your body feels that you feel the pain mm -hmm. that that body has been through, then and only then does that body start to open up. And it's, it's not a word thing. I, I tell guys all the time, for example you know, because they ask, well, how long is this going to take? And I feel like I'm doing everything I can. And I remind them, if you are really suffering for them and they feel that suffering, that's when this starts to turn. Yes. And it's not like, I don't know how I would even describe it exactly. Right. It's, it's this, this wall, this, this just space. And it's not even a wall. It's, it's internal. It's like it, like a shield that's almost molded to them a little yeah. bit. And it makes sense that it's there. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just protecting themselves. Yeah. They need to see you suffer. And it's not a punishing thing. It's not a deliberate thing. It's just a, if you suffer for me, you're less likely to hurt me again. Yeah. That's just like in us deep down in our bones somewhere. Mm -hmm. If somebody abuses us, we're not going to let them back in until we've felt them feel our pain. Yeah. And you can't do it lip service. There is no other way. Mm -hmm. And that's where this in step five really comes out. And that's why these guys, I say, hey, if you can learn to do this well and gals, it will make this process so much sooner. If there's hope, this is how it'll be found. I really yes. believe that. Yeah. And I really like that you brought up that, you know, it's the feeling of it. So when you're going through all of these steps and you're trying to understand and you're in step two asking questions and you're in step three and you're restating in your own words and all of that, it's the, it's the feeling that's there. It's not just the word that, oh, you, you, you got the word that meant what they were experiencing. It is the feeling behind it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. You felt this and you can feel it in your own body, when yep. you are feeling for them, when you are understanding them, you are feeling a little bit of that and you can sense it in your own body. So if this is something you haven't really done in your life, or it's something that you're trying to get better at, really start to, you know, practice that you can practice this on your own. You can actually practice this like watching a movie or something like that where you have an experience where you're seeing someone else experience something and you really try to step inside of yourself and feel what that would be like and notice what happens to your body. Notice where you feel those things in your body 
And that is, that's when you know you're, you've developed or you're getting to that empathetic space. And I don't know, I don't know where you feel it, David. I usually feel it in my chest, in my heart. Like I just, there's, um, almost a, almost just a little bit of an ache or Mm -hmm. just a space that expands. I don't know if that's where you feel it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just right deep in the center. It's Mm -hmm. an, it's deeper than you think your body could go Mm -hmm. in my brain. I'm like, well, what is this? I don't know, like eight, 12 inches through somehow (laughs) it feels like it's like five feet deep down in there. It doesn't even make sense, but definitely right in your core. And the emotions are, you can tell they're just healing. They're affirming. Mm-hmm. There, I matter, Validating. and you matter, yes. and we matter. Yes, and we that need is it. that is the most critical piece. So I love that David's saying this is this is a step where you and you can get to it in your in your three uh, step three understanding and re, and four and restating and on all of that. But if you can feel that, this is the skill. This is empathy. It's not just the words. It's not just the figuring out the nuance of what it is that they're, they're feeling. It is actually feeling that yourself. And so it may be something that you want to practice outside of just these conversations, um, especially if you don't feel like it's a skill that you're particularly adept at at this point in your life. Being able to get to that space is where you want to get to. And that's what connects. It goes through that kind of wall type of a thing that we're talking about. That that critical space where we do our, our emotional safety. And I'm sure we can do an, an entire episode on that too. That it's, it's critical to our well-being. Just really as important is. as our physical safety. And so you have to be able to get into a space where you can feel and and I like that concept that suffer concept a little bit and it's not that again that punishing space but it's that I I see you and I feel that from you and that melts melts it away it melts those those walls and protections because they know they're going to be safe with you Yes, I love it. Okay. Our step six. Step six is a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> if it's appropriate, redo the situation. Have a do-over with what should have happened. What you, the listener, would have said or done differently if you could go back and do it all over this again. This one's a good one. It doesn't always right? fit based on the issue, but mm-hmm. if it's anything about you, it's a cool step. Yeah. And again, it's, it's another just cherry on top where they're feeling understood. They're feeling all these good things. And then you say, you know, if I could go back, mm-hmm. I would have said, let's go for a walk. I would have said, tell me more about that. I would have made sure I came home early because I knew it was important a get together to and important to you. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, my feelings are good. I'm feeling good. And now we're just going to even do more and say, if I could do it over again, I just would have freaking come home early. What am I doing? And they're yeah. like, oh, okay. Because you're important because to me. Important and I missed me. it. I was just a knucklehead and I straight up missed it. I should have done this. 
And that can be really meaningful. All of this is meaningful. Yeah. But redoing is just kind of a, it's a fun one. I don't know if fun quite fits. I like it. I think it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. It really, it, again, it's going to take that melting, you know, it's even further. It's, it's that it's, it's a way to make amends or Mm -hmm. restitution without, you know, you can't go back and, uh, you know, be home on time and not miss something that's important, right? You can't fix that necessarily per se, um, by rewinding and, but, but it's a way to say this is, yeah, this is what I would have done. It is an amends, um, in a way to, to put that extra, extra little bit on the top, even if you didn't mean to miss something or you didn't mean, or there isn't a, um, maybe if their facts even are inaccurate around the situation, right. yep, it can still be that space of, Oh, if you were feeling that, and if that was really what was going on for you, this is, man, this is what I would have done a little differently. Yes. And the final step, we made it. Step seven is to problem solve. <laughs> yes. Against the important rules to remember where I said, we said, do not problem solve. Step seven is problem solve, but only if necessary. And only with the speaker's permission yes. at this point. Only Don't jump right okay. in. Say, how okay, can we talk about this? <laughs> Don't problem solve before this step, no matter how tempting it is. Mm-hmm. And remember, problem solving is going to focus on their concern, not yours. Mm-hmm. And again, you may have just already problem solved, right? right? Again, this whole process. That's why it's only if necessary because the understanding is often is the solving. It really is most of the most time. Most of the time. It really, really is. That was the point. And so you've already gotten to that point. So this again, only with their permission, only if they're wanting that from you. And I, I'm thinking, I want to bring up another point now that we've gone through these steps, I've learned also that what will change future harmful negative behavior more than anything is to actually feel the full weight of the impact of your decisions. Mm -hmm. There's this idea, right? That if you're not completely honest, you're avoiding the consequence. And if you avoid the consequence, you don't learn. So Mm -hmm. let's say I'm looking at porn and masturbating and I'm keeping it from my wife. I start to share it. But I do it reluctantly, and I really don't want to know how she feels because for a long time I've justified, you know, it's not... It doesn't hurt anybody else. It doesn't hurt anybody else. It's just me. It, it only makes it bad if I tell her, and yes. I've convinced myself that it's the telling her that hurts That's her, the, not the yes. doing it. Think of uh-huh. how crazy that is. Yes. I hear this all the time in here, and I laugh, and I yes. go, listen to yourself. It's not the doing it, it's the telling it. Well, yeah, what are you telling? Something know, that you've won't done. Hurt her. So mm-hmm. I tell my guys, unless you're you're actually doing good empathy skills yeah. conversations or empathy conversations, um, you're not motivated the same to not do something anymore. Yes. If I feel the pain that my porn and masturbation causes my wife, and I feel that every time I do it because I'm being honest, mm-hmm. we're doing the trust discussions, I'm reporting. And she's able to share what it's like. And I have this level of empathy. How much longer would I do it? It would not be worth it. 
as I begin my ritual of acting out, into my mind would come, oh wait, so I'm going to do an empathy conversation on this and once again, hold space for her pain. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. And I love her and it's just not worth it anymore. Or if you get mad at your children is another good example. If you sit yes. them down and say, hey, what's that like really when I get mad at you? And your children, well, I mean, I feel this and this and this, and you got to get them to kind of open up and share. Yeah. You're dumbfounded at how hard this is for them when you're, when you're yelling at them. And if you feel that, how much is that going to influence future yelling, getting mad at them? Because now you actually get it. Yes. So just for that fact alone, I think we have to be doing this because it has such an impact on our future behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when we really hold space for the impact that we have on each other, we really understand that what we do does affect other people around us. And when we understand fully how it is affecting us, we yes, we have more of a desire to make different choices and going back to, you know, the addict and the betrayed example that you gave when you're really feeling that and really feeling the pain of that and not going into shame over it, but able to hold that, then it's not the telling that's the problem. It's the action right. that's the problem. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not worth it. Meaning the acting out rather than the, I don't want to share anymore. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> You're yep. getting down to the, the depths of that. So it's a very, very powerful process that we uh, all should be using in our lives just every day. So as you're practicing, you're going to want to make sure you're doing this a couple of times a week, setting aside time where you're not going to be interrupted, you know, having that set that time up. You might have to take lots of breaks, especially at first when you're trying to stay in that space of understanding and not get defensive and uh, take a break to be able to understand better, make sure you're both in a good space uh, and you may need to take breaks in between. So not run through all the steps and then, okay, quick, now it's now it's my turn. Yeah, in fact, I, I think speaker. that's the worst way to do it. Yeah. I, I think the best way to do it is um, on Tuesday night when she's the speaker and you're the listener or vice versa, you're done when you're done. And yeah. you're not going to switch right then, but maybe the next night or another night later, um, a different night you'll try it again. And this time you're the speaker and they're the listener. Yes. It, it can be heavy. You can imagine. And this mm -hmm. will take some time, but mm -hmm. I really like twice a week. You have an opportunity to be both speaker and listener because you need practice. So that means four times a week you're doing this. Ideally. Ideally. Yep. And one of the other, I guess, rules to remember or things that can be helpful in that process is as you're doing this whole empathy skills, uh, exercise, if you can touch, if you can be holding hands, if you can be sitting close enough that your legs are touching, or you know, if you're doing this with your kid and you're holding them on your lap, or just something yes. where you have some uh, non-sexual um, contact, just being that, that helps with that empathy process. It helps us mm -hmm. to feel better feel not better as in feeling good, but feeling more of what they're experiencing and they can feel more 
that you are being present with them. Yes. This one is a really good one. I mean, you'll notice if you're holding hands, Mm -hmm. let's say you're walking and holding hands, but you get into an argument. First thing you do Mm -hmm. is you let go. There really is something about physical contact and it helps to keep things de-escalated when you're touching. It's just how we're Mm -hmm. built. And it helps to remind your body and your mind that, that I'm here to understand, to listen, to connect, uh, that first, uh, first step, like we have good intentions. This is, we're doing this in good faith, trying to understand each other. And so as you're doing that, as you have that physical connection, it helps remind both of you of that space. Yep. Love it. Okay. We made it. We made it all the way through this empathy skills concept, and we hope you really enjoyed it and make sure you listen to both of those episodes so you get all the details. Thank you for joining us and we will see you again next time. See you again. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com.